Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greedy with you here on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and we are delighted every time you choose to hang out with us here. The hashtag crew is ready to go. Damian Woody is here. Uh, I make a very brief comment off the top about what my philosophy has always been when it comes to shows like these on the days after tragic events like the one that we saw yesterday that was really only tangentially connected to sports. Um, The shooting that took place at the Kansas City Chiefs Celebration Parade as is the case with these mass shootings that we see altogether far too frequently. And and I guess it goes without saying that once is far too frequently. Um, It's horrendous. It is heartbreaking. It is horrifying. It makes you a combination of scared and angry and all sorts of other emotions. And we feel that just as strongly as you do, all of us involved in the show, and certainly I do. And I've been saying here for 25 years The best thing I think I can do for you on days like this is try and give you the show that you tuned in to hear. Because I figure if you've decided to put on ESPN today, you've decided to put on ESPN radio today. It is not because you want coverage of something like that, which, again, unfortunately happens, it seems, practically every day somewhere in America. But because you want to hear us have our usual fun and talk about what Hembo's Valentine's Day was like and talk about the NFL offseason teams under the most pressure, which is what we're going to talk about, and all the rest of that. If you want more coverage, if your interest is in more coverage of what happened yesterday, there were so many places where you can get it far better than we could ever do it. So we simply say that our thoughts are with everyone in Kansas City. It is a horrifying tragedy. It is one of my deepest and most profound wishes that in my lifetime we see a stop to this In this country, um, I sometimes feel like I'm losing hope that we will see that. Um, But those are conversations that can take place, again, in other places at any time. So for today, if you've chosen to join us here, we thank you for it. And we will do the kind of sports conversation that we assume that you have come here to listen to. And with that, I bring my buddy Damian Woody into the conversation. And we did a a fun list today. I've been doing green lists all week. Do what? Pardon me. And I did one today that I really did for the express purpose of setting off conversation mm-hmm. on the TV show, and it'll link. It'll work here. The five teams that I think have the most pressure to get this off season right. And look, every team has some pressure in the off season. By the way, I've just turned to my. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was in the. I was in need of a laugh, and I just got it. I just turned to my left. I'm sorry. I have to. What the heck is that shirt? What is Hembo wearing? <laughs> What's what wrong, is that? What's wrong with the shirt? D. Wood, do you have an objection with the shirt? I don't. You look very. You look. You look warm. Like I'm, like it, it, it's I'm exceedingly warm, warm. Yes, it looks very warm. So you, you look like you're wearing a carpet from <laughs> a, a, a resort in the Poconos in 1974. So I was at Costco last week. Okay. Uh, this was on sale. It is called a shacket. So I bought this myself. It was not purchased for me. Sometimes I like to take risks when it comes to these matters. Yeah, it you might want to rethink that. That this one has not landed. You know, one of the problems that people have is when they see a sale, they think two of something is better than one of something. In this particular case, none of something <laughs> is way better than two of something. Anyway, I'm sorry. Dennis Miller used to have a great uh, line about that. He used to say, you know, they try and, you know, sucker you into this sort of stuff. He said, I don't need two short sleeve suits any more than I need one. And in this case, you don't need that shirt. But anyway, I come back. It's a shacket. I come back to you. Yes. Well, it's a, you're almost right. (laughs) It's it's something. Anyway, um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, D. Wood. Football. So the top five teams that I think are facing the most pressure to get this offseason right. 
I put the Bills at number five. Let's just take them in order. Yes. I put the Bills at number five because there's a part of me that feels like their window closed. On that Sunday afternoon, <clears throat> they had Mahomes in their building. They had the lead. They had everything going their way. If, if, they're not, if this group wasn't going to get it done that day, when is it going to? If they're going to keep that window open, they need to make some moves this offseason that – that sort of re-energize, that, that, that bolster, that give you reason to believe they have a chance. Because otherwise, I think what they're looking at is rebuilding around the quarterback. Your window is certainly not closed with Josh Allen, but you're going to have to put a whole bunch of new pieces around him to get it done unless you find some way to thread that needle this offseason. Yeah, you know, this season I've always said that this iteration of the Bills – this window is closing. Um, and the reason I said that is because when you look at this team, they have a bunch of fine players, mm-hmm. but they're aging players. You look at, you know, the safeties. You know, both their safeties are like 30, you know, 30 plus. Um, Vaughn Miller, you know, who's an older, older player who's, you know, hasn't been nearly productive what they signed him for in that, in that contract. Obviously, the injury to Matt Milano was huge. He's probably, you know, in my opinion, the, their best defensive player. On that on that side of the football, and then obviously, you know, we saw the 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 you know the chatter from Stephon Diggs. You know, everyone can remember you know his reactions during the the, the playoff game against the Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. at home, and he you know his reaction you know with, with Josh Allen, what was it going to be like coming into this season? What was their relationship going to be like? So, I agree, Granny. It was we felt like okay, they Kansas City's finally on the road. They're going to Buffalo. Everyone knows it's hard to play up in Orchard Park. This will be the year. Because it seems like the Buffalo Bills have been trending backwards ever since that epic playoff game in in Arrowhead where Josh Allen was going toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. And obviously we know what happened in 13 seconds. It seems like this team has been trending backwards. And then to not be able to capitalize with Kansas City and Buffalo – it almost feel like, yes, that window, this iteration has closed. Hembo and I did this list together, and, and Hembo, I know a big part of this for you is the Allen contract. Yes, his cap hit's going to basically double and a half next mm. year. It's going from 18 to 47, and then you add 27 of Stefan Diggs' money and 23 of Von Miller' money, both of whom are diminished players to say the least. Mm-hmm. They're going to have some some serious financial hurdles to jump over, and so... Like when you have a quarterback of Josh Allen's stature, you always have a chance. But then when the cap hit, the cap hit gets big, you have a little bit less of a chance. And then when you have like the most important people on your team, otherwise in terms of you know the finances, when they when their roles are reduced, when when their effectiveness is diminished, all of a sudden you have to hit on a lot more of your draft picks. Your player development yeah. machine has to be more refined, and all these sort of things in which you need to sort of win in the margins. Josh Allen just can't account for all of it. The wood and part of me wonders. They had the Chiefs at home with sort of the, and this is the second oldest roster in the whole league this season, if they might fall as low as second or third within their own division next year if they don't really nail this offseason. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought up the whole, the, the aspect of, of the draft and development. This is where, this is the beauty of the Kansas City Chiefs, right? You got oh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes and, you know, Patrick Mahomes had the high, well, I think I think it was a stat that you sent out. Patrick Mahomes had the had the highest cap hit. He did. You know, had mm-hmm. the highest cap, cap hit, and here they are, again, Super Bowl champions. Why are they Super Bowl champions? Because the Kansas City Chiefs have done a fantastic job of drafting and developing guys, particularly on the defense side of football. Back-to-back years, they've been the, they've been the youngest defense in going out and winning the Super Bowl. So if you're the Buffalo Bills, that's literally what you have to do. 
You have yes, you're going to have to pay your quarterback, but you more importantly, you got to draft and develop these guys in this salary cap era that we live in. So that's number five. At number four, we put the Dallas Cowboys, and I, I tried to make sort of a funny on TV about it. Like here's a barrel. And the Cowboys are right over it because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dak Prescott has them over a barrel. Yes. They owe him $60 million next year, and he doesn't have to renegotiate it if he doesn't want to. And they can't franchise tag him, and they can't trade him unless he says it's okay. They, 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 he is going to – how they handle him is going to determine everything else. So for all the nonsense about one person's brother and another person's mother and defensive <laughs> right. coordinators and all the rest of it, at the end of the day, it's about Dak. Dak Prescott runs the entire show. He literally – like, there are a few times that players can, can really say, I have all the power in pro football. Dak Prescott literally has all the power here. Again, just like you mentioned, his cap hit is, is $59.5 million. Yeah. You can't tag him. You can't trade him without, without his permission. There aren't – like – how many players have that much power? You just can't – you can probably count it on one hand. Yeah. And so – No one I, I can ever think of. I no, mean, no, it, it, it's insane. And so, you know, when you hear Jerry, Jerry Jones talking about pushing his chips and going all in, you can't go all in without the quarterback being all in himself. So I think so much of this has to do with Dak Prescott. You, you literally have to sell Dak Prescott on what we're trying to do in order for us to achieve the big goal here. What do you think? I think it's wild. Like, like Dak Prescott has unprecedented leverage when it comes to what the Cowboys' immediate future looks like. And D. Wood, there's a reason why teams don't allow their franchise quarterbacks to effectively become lame ducks. It's to avoid situations like these. Because right. in their case, C.D. Lamb is going to be up for a new contract. Micah Parsons is going to be up for a new contract, both of whom might set the record at their respective positions. The Cowboys might not possibly be able to get better because of that. Because while the salary cap will, will increase, it's not going to re- re- um, increase proportionally like that. Not to mention, they have massive holes along the spine of their defense. So yes. yesterday, when we put together our list of you know, the quarterbacks next in line to win their first Super Bowl, I didn't have Dak inside my, my top 10. Yeah, listen, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you combine the fact that, yes, you got to take care of the Dak Prescott quarterback situation and all these other stars that, that's going to command – Top, you know, mm-hmm. you know, top dollar. You still haven't addressed, like you said, the holes that are within this team, and they do have quite a few holes. Like you got the offensive line is getting older. They need a running back. They need, you know, guys on the defensive line, linebacker. They have legitimate issues that standing in the way of them competing for a championship, and it all comes down to one player. Green uh, Greeny with you, D. Wood with us. We're live at the Seaport, brought to you by Chase. At number three, we put the Steelers, because at the end of the day, I don't know, there was just something in the air this offseason mm-hmm. that made it feel like the end of their coaching era might be upon us. And that happens in Pittsburgh, like, once every 20 years. And Tomlin decided he's back, and the organization is all in, and the owner is talking about winning championships, and they haven't won a playoff game in what feels like forever they got to get this quarterback thing right once and for all. They have it in a really long time. They tried with, they've tried a million band-aids, right? Mitchell Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, who everyone sort of was so lukewarm on in that draft, and they decided to make him a first-round pick, and all these different, and none of them have worked. They got one more crack at it. So is it Justin Fields? Is it Russell Wilson? Is it the 20th pick? Do they go with another rookie, which I would find tough to picture? they got to get that right, D. Wood. 
Yeah, listen, I think that for me this goes back to what, you know, um, coaches always talk about, you know, as it relates to trying to win a championship. Everything starts within the division, right? Well, look who's in your division. Yeah. You got a two-time league MVP in Lamar Jackson. You got Joe Burrow. Yes, he's coming back off injury, but he's still Joe Burrow. He's yeah. one of the best quarterbacks that we have. And so if you're the, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's what you're competing against within your own division. You got to get the quarterback situ- situation resolved. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck where obviously they've been stuck at. A team that's been peddling barely over 500, not really competing for, you know, an AFC, you know, AFC championship. So what's the best idea? What do you think of them, Hembo? Russell Wilson makes the most sense for me in Pittsburgh. They're the sort of traditional quarterback away team. Over the last two years, they're 19 and 15 in the regular season. And over that time, they have the fewest touchdown passes in the whole league. They've thrown 25 touchdowns as a team in 34 games. The reason Wilson makes sense to me, it's because I think you marry his skill set with Arthur Smith, right? And you give them a chance to maximize their their chances on defense because you have to pay Russell Wilson almost nothing, which helps out the rest of the roster so much. Here's the issue with that, Hembo. I'm old enough to remember when the Broncos were a quarterback away and they got Russell Wilson and it's been a disaster. So what should make anyone listening in Pittsburgh right now be excited about getting Russell Wilson at this point in his career? You're only as excited as the options presented to you. You know, if you're talking about Justin Fields, we're talking about Kirk Cousins, we're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, we're talking about Ryan Tannehill. Like, these aren't attractive commodities because attractive commodities don't become available at quarterback. J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, any of those excite you? All ears, but the idea of drafting a quarterback in the first round for the second time in three years strikes me as a questionable decision, to say the least. Why not? The Jets do it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Look how well it's worked out for us. What do you think? Pittsburgh, yay or nay? Will, will, Will the Steelers win a playoff game next year? I don't know. I, I Listen, this this quarterback situation is, is perplexing. I, listen, the reason I like the fact that you put the Pittsburgh Steelers on the list is because this chat about Mike Tomlin, this it didn't just come out of thin air. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And so we saw all of these coaches, these legends kind of be relieved of their duties this offseason. Obviously, Mike Vrabel in, included in that mix as well. And so, again, the Pittsburgh Steelers has been kind of been teetering on mediocrity, Mm -hmm. you know, for quite some time. And again, as I said, with the quarterbacks in your division, they have to make a move to to rectify the quarterback situation or they're just going to be pedaling along 500 again. So those are five, four, and three. I'll take a break. I'll come back and I'll do the top two teams with the most pressure this offseason. D. Wood, you were the man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great to see you as always. We're back with a whole lot more as we go on this day after Valentine's Day and someone needs to get Hembo a new shirt on ESPN Radio. (laughs) Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash 
Gift Finder. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, counting down the top five teams on today's green list with the most pressure to win the offseason. We've taken you from five through three. I will give you the top two in 30 seconds after this word from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions, plus their commitment. Being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. Again, the hashtag crew is here. Hambo is here. Bubba and Cam with us this morning as well. If you're just joining us, I did a green list on television today and bring them here every single day of the top five teams with the most pressure to get it right this offseason. At number five, I put Buffalo, whose window I think is shut unless they pull something out of a hat in the next month or so. At number four, I put the Cowboys. They got to figure out their Dak Prescott problem. And I don't mean that they don't have a good enough quarterback because they do. I mean that their quarterback basically runs their franchise now due to his contract situation, and they got to figure that out. Number three, I put the Steelers because they have been a quarterback away for far too long. And if they don't get the quarterback thing right this coming year, I think it starts to feel like it might be time to, to make a significant change there, which, again, they only do once a generation. That leaves us at number two. And Hembo at number two, I put the Jets because I think forgetting about the pressure on the coach and everybody else, like the whole thing gets blown up if they don't get the offensive line right this offseason. They're counting on Aaron Rodgers to rescue everything. They went from being a Super Bowl contender and a hard knocks darling and the talk of the town, regardless of what town you were in, And four plays later, they became an afterthought. Being an afterthought is okay. You can come back from being an afterthought. But then they became the usual circus that we've seen associated with them too many times to the point that it it made 
losing Rodgers is such a devastating blow that you're more than willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. But it went so sideways on them in ways that were so inexcusable and so typical of the franchise's history that it made it not okay again. So they're counting on Aaron Rodgers to get it right or everyone's gone. The coach is gone. The general manager is gone. The whole coaching staff is gone. And probably all but like five players are as good as gone. They'll just be starting over again and hopefully building around Garrett Wilson and Quinn and Williams and Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner, this, this good nucleus of young players they have. But one way or another, they're counting on Rodgers to save the day, to do everything for them. And he cannot do it behind that offensive line, especially at his age, especially coming back from the injury he's coming back from. They have to rebuild basically the whole line in one offseason. And my favorite thing about your soliloquy is that at no point did you mention Devontae Adams. I'm hearing a lot of Jets fans talk about trading for Devontae Adams, and I understand why. But to be clear, Devontae Adams would be a luxury. Upgrading the offensive line is of the utmost necessity. Rodgers is going to be a 41-year-old quarterback coming off an Achilles injury for whom protection is paramount. And as I went up and down the roster today, I think it's the only position group on the team for which you would say it's an obvious negative, not a neutral or positive. Unfortunately, (laughs) it's the one position group that can sink the ship. And so if they don't get that thing right immediately, I think the ship will sink again. Well, look, their offensive line was bad when they were healthy, and then they got hurt, and it was (laughs) devastating. And they've got one really good player on that offensive line, and he's always hurt. Elijah Vera Tucker is always hurt. He's had terrible season-ending injuries in each of his two years, and the worst kind. Like You can't have worse injuries than he's had. He's had an Achilles and an ACL. So that's devastating. So can you count on him? Mackay Becton is a loss. Um, the kid they drafted last year, Joe Tipman, is, I think he's good. So he's, you, you count on him to do something, either center or guard. But from there, you're just, we're done here. So we're just putting the whole thing together again. So I'm with you. If they can get Devontae Adams, I'm all for it. But not at the expense of getting offensive line help. That's, that's their first need, it's their second need, and their third need. And then maybe their their next need isn't even offense um, isn't even wide receiver, but the idea of teaming up Aaron Rodgers with Garrett Williams and Devontae Adams is so extraordinary you couldn't not do it. I mean you can't not fantasize about how great that might be if you can find a way to do it. You do it, but not at the expense of giving up your offensive line. For sure not. I would be willing to consider trading a twenty twenty five pick. For Devontae Adams, because if you're doing the all-in thing this year, I don't want to forfeit 2024 picks. I wouldn't even want to forfeit a 2024 second because you're going to need to sign one, if not two, linemen in free agency, and you're probably going to need to draft one or two linemen fairly high in the draft. So I'm willing to give away stuff in the future, knowing that if it doesn't work this year, I'm getting fired anyway. That would be my strategy. Look, they just drafted 10. They're going to, be, take, they're going to take a tackle. It feels very hard for me to imagine that both Joe Alt and Olu Fashionye will be off the board by then. If they are, it'll be disappointing. I don't think the Jets have the, the wherewithal to move up in this draft. If they don't get either of those guys, there is another player named Talisi Fuaga, who a lot of people like at tackle. Maybe they take him. Maybe they move back a spot or two and take him. There are a lot of offensive linemen. I've been doing a bunch of interior offensive line the last couple of days. I'm, I'm into like the 40 range. So now we're into the second round. That's where you're going to get. There's a center. There's a, a kid from Duke that I did the other day who played left tackle for them for the last two years who projects to move inside to center in the league. So there are lots of linemen out there. 
I'm with you. Trade whatever you want after this year because if, if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm – 100% fired if this year doesn't go well. And the 10th pick is critical because you don't pick again until 72 because you traded the Packers your second for Rodgers. So that's the 10th pick in the draft this year is going to be a massive decision for the Jets. Yeah, and then they got to go and, and get more help with that in free agency. No doubt. So they're number two. But number one, and I use the term pressure intentionally here, is for sure on the Bears. There are two separate reasons for that running on parallel tracks. One of them is the obvious. Assuming they trade Justin Fields, they're going to own this NFL draft. I mean, they, they will have so many picks in the first two rounds. Let's live in a world where they get a two and a three for Fields. Is, does that seem reasonable? Yeah, two and a four at the worst. I don't, I don't think it's inconceivable that they wind up getting a one. But let's even live in a world where they don't. You're talking about a team that is going to draft their franchise quarterback and have three or four day one and two picks. You're talking about the opportunity to completely remake yourself into a contending team immediately. So with that comes pressure, for sure. But that's not why they are the team under the most pressure. The reason is because they're making a colossal quarterback decision. The franchise that has always gotten it wrong at quarterback is now going to choose Caleb Williams or, in theory, Drake May or Jaden Daniels, though I don't think so, over Justin Fields, and over uh, C.J. Stroud. That, that, that's how this is going to be perceived forever. The, the Bears will have had the first pick in the draft in consecutive years, and the quarterback they will have turned that into is the person that they take in this draft, probably Caleb Williams. And at least you're winning the offseason there. He's the Heisman winner. He's the one everybody loves, all the rest of that. You could have taken uh, C.J. Stroud last year. He looks like he's ready to light the world on fire. You could have taken... The guy who went to Carolina, his name just jumped out of my head from Alabama for no reason. Um, Bryce Young? Bryce Young. Chose not to do that. Right this minute, that looks like it was the right thing to do. This year, you're choosing him over the other two guys in this class and over Justin. And the fact that you have Justin right there and you could turn that first pick in the draft into three ones means that if Justin goes to Atlanta and that team goes 12-5 and five next year and he wins a playoff game and looked you know is a, is a first is a pro bowler and rushes for 900 yards and throws a bunch of touchdowns and looks like the player I think he would be there that's going to come with a lot of pressure to turn Caleb Williams into a star or you get fired this is how general managers get fired Bill Polian is in the Hall of Fame because when faced with the choice of Peyton Manning or Ryan Leaf which doesn't sound like what it was now it was an excruciating decision. Half the league favored Leaf. Bill got that right. He's in the Hall of Fame. The guy who got it wrong isn't. And that's what that's the pressure that's on the Bears right now. I've not done the research to say that this is the most consequential offseason the Bears have ever had, but what I definitely can say is that it is a franchise defining offseason. You know, the next the next decade of the Bears will be defined by the choices that they make right now. When you pick at one and you pick at nine or are at least scheduled to, you have a super tradable asset in Justin Fields who has demonstrated that he can play and you have ample cap space. If you get it right, you can immediately make a, a CJ Stroud, Houston Texans like jump year over year and set yourself up for a long period of time. If it goes the other way, basically 
everyone gets fired and they someday make a documentary about everything that you wasted when given an opportunity to, to catapult yourself in your division for the first time in a generation. That's what the pressure is. So let me turn to Bubba. Hashtag Bubba ready to go for the first time this morning. Bubba, what do you think? Do you believe I have the list right? The Bears at number one and the Jets at number two as the teams with the most pressure this offseason. Yeah, I think Bears at one makes a lot of sense. Uh, clearly, this is yeah, it's going to be basically a offseason defining uh, time for them. I think that makes perfect sense. The Jets, the biggest thing for me is, yeah, it's huge for them, but is who's the GM? Is it going to be Joe Douglas or going to be Aaron Rodgers again? So I think it's it's they do need to win the offseason, but who's going to be one making decisions? So, yes, I, I agree that it's a huge offseason for them, and, and number two does make sense, but who's the one going to be making those decisions? Well, I can tell you who's going to get fired if they go wrong. <laughs> yeah. and, and I can tell you who involved in the conversation is worth half a billion dollars and could and, and can write his own ticket to whatever life he wants the rest of the way and is an immortal and walking into the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. And I can tell you who goes and becomes the director of scouting for some other team in the NFL. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. So the pressure is on Douglas. Like when you're Aaron Rodgers, you only have so much pressure. I'm sure he wants this desperately, but at the end of the day, his legacy is secure. He's yeah. one of the I greatest mean, the pressure's players on ever. Douglas, right. but is, is he able to actually make the picks, you know, the decisions he needs to make? Well, to, I'm know. sure. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers will be in favor of Joe Douglas trying to rebuild the offensive line. I I can't imagine anyone, regardless of what their I can't even – the defensive coordinator is going, take a lineman. Take a lineman. Don't get me a safety. Don't get me a linebacker. You need you – know, go get a tackle. So, like, everyone involved with the team from Aaron on down, and I say that decidedly because it starts with him and then starts working its way on down, um, everyone involved knows that's what they need more than anything else. So, in that regard, I have to believe Rodgers and Douglas will be in lockstep. Now, how much of it happens through the draft, how much of it they're able to address in free agency, that's – big is there alignment out there that Rodgers really wants them to get I suppose that might factor in here but at the end of the day I have to think everyone is in line that that's the most important part and Cam there are two teams that nearly made my list or made Greeny's list here that I'll pitch to you I had both Atlanta and Denver as teams that need to win the offseason was there anyone else that you'd say we either did not include or should be right there on the short list of teams that would be in the top 10? If you're setting me up to say the Eagles, I'm going to say the Eagles. I'll be a homer because they have a lot of work to do. And Nick Sirianni is going to get fired if this does not go well this season. So I think he has a ton of pressure on him. I think the coordinator moves were fantastic, way better with way better experience. So they're going to get a lot more out of the roster that existed already. But they need to add a lot of pieces in the secondary, the linebacking core. They need to shore up the defensive line as that thins out if some guys retire. They might need to shore up the offensive line depending on what happens with Jason Kelsey I think the rest of the offense is kind of okay even though they completely fell apart last year but there are a lot of moves that the Eagles need to make to rebuild this roster where it started 10-1 somehow completely fell apart and I think this roster is closer to that 10-1 team but it didn't look like it at the end of the season I think that's fair I think the pressure on them really starts in September though like I don't but they do have a lot of work to do but so do a lot of teams I mean yes I'm not disputing that that's for sure and their expectations are higher than most teams yeah so yes there's pressure on them for sure but I don't I think what really hurt them more last year than their wherever they were deficient in personnel and I'm not suggesting there weren't holes, was that they just fell apart from the inside. 
And that's something that it's going to be Sirianni's job to fix or he's going to get fired. Yeah, I think you have that right. Like most, like every one of the top five teams on your list have major personnel questions to answer, whether it be, you know, who's playing or how much they're paying them. The Eagles don't really have that. Like they don't have the kind of inflection points that the top five teams on this list do. But you're 100% right, Cam, in saying that the Jason Kelsey thing is absolutely huge. Can I just read something, by the way, in the conversation that we're having here? Bubba and Cam, I want to know if you interpreted something that Hembo said the way my friend Mitch did. So my buddy Mitch Truitt is listening right now, mm-hmm. and he sent me a text. I gave like a sort of a, a lengthy thought. I, I, I offered my thoughts on, um, I believe, the Bears and their uh, – no, on the Jets – and the reason there is so much pressure on them. And you responded by saying, what I liked most there in your soliloquy was something that I said. And Mitch interpreted that. He said, is he allowed to say following your soliloquy? It's like he waited an interminably long time to get to make (laughs) his point. I'm not trying to foment friction on the set. Okay, maybe I am a little. (laughs) Yeah, you're fomenting friction. We don't need any more of that, Mitch. Do you believe... So, do you, is my, so, 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 Cam, is my friend Mitch right? Was, was Bubba subtly saying, Hembo. excuse me, Hembo, was Hembo subtly saying, you know, you, you went on an awful long time there before I got a chance to chime in. What do you think? Yeah, is it my turn now? Is that what he's saying? Well, I, 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 did, I didn't take it that way, <laughs> but my friend Mitch did. And he's very, when, when you very describe, you know, Greeny talking on his own show as a soliloquy, there is a little bit undertones of, mm. Oh, okay. Finally, you're done talking after that long diatribe you were on about your favorite team. Oh, I didn't use diatribe, but I used soliloquy intentionally. I I enjoyed the lengthy comments that you made about the Jets, but far be it for me to be the first person on a radio show that criticized you of talking about the Jets too much. I mean, what are we talking about here? I, I, I don't know. I can't follow anything you say whilst you wear that shirt. The shirt throws me off so every time I turn, I'm honestly like just looking at Brandon the entire show because every time I turn to you, the only I need you to take off the swag. I'm, I'm going to say it. Sta- yeah. I like the shacket. Ooh. You like that shacket? Talk about fomenting friction. It looks very comfortable. It's like a big flannel. I like a shacket in general. I think it looked a little weird because Damien was dressed very nicely and you're dressed very nicely and Hembo looks like he's at his grandma's house. But as a item of clothing, maybe not for this radio show. He looks show, like he's I going he out on a, on a winter's day to chop some wood. That's what he looks like. He looks like he's bit. going to come back with it having chopped down a tree. But he's going to be warm while he's doing it. We are on television here, Cam. Do you understand the that? That's why, said, yeah. That's, That's why I said. treacherous this morning. That's why I said. this is not merely to be warm enough <laughs> in the studio. That's what I'm saying. That's why I th- it looks weird sitting next to you and Damien who are dressed in, in suits and nice clothing. But as an item of clothing in a vacuum, I think it's good. Bubba, was Hambo being uh, passive-aggressive, as Mitch suggests, by saying that by calling my comments a soliloquy? No, I don't think he was. I, I think he, you know, he just likes throwing out these big words. You know, mm. he likes saying Overton window and in, 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 in spots that don't even make sense. So, milieu, yeah, milieu. I, I just think he likes saying things, and you know, sometimes they fit, sometimes they don't. So, no, I, I don't think he was being passive aggressive or aggressive in any way. Um, I think he was he was fine with your points, and it was fine. All right, Sunday night All Star Game. Live from Indy, presented by Indeed. Coverage starts 7 Eastern on most of these ESPN radio stations. Hambo Trivia, go. In the Super Bowl era, which head coach has the most career losses in the final two rounds of the playoffs? I counted conference championship, 
and Super Bowl. Which coach has lost the most games in those two rounds? In the, NBA, in the NFL's Final Four. Answer next, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle home and auto and save. Visit Progressive.com. Here we go. I think I've got a good guess. Hembo the question. In the Super Bowl era, that dates to 1966, uh, which head coach has the most career losses in the final two rounds of the playoffs? So that's the conference championship plus the Super Bowl combined. Bubba, what do you think? Well, I've been struggling with this one. My first... The first name that came to mind was Dan Reeves from the previous, but it was a previous question we had, and I can't imagine it's going to be the same same answer. So then I was thinking through some names, and I stumbled upon Andy Reid. Andy Reid, and I am going with he lost the Reidster. He, he's lost two. I'm just doing the math in my head, right? He's lost two Super Bowls. That I can think of, right? One with the Eagles, one with the Chiefs. He's lost two AFC championship games with the Chiefs right there. That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. Cam, how about you? Yeah, I'm going a similar vein. I don't know who has more of these, and there might be an off-the-board answer that I'm not thinking of. I'm going sheer volume. I'm going with Belichick. All right, Bill Belichick. So that's another good guess that I didn't have. Brandon is guessing Dan Reeves, while Jack is guessing Marv Levy. Okay, so... The two names that I immediately thought of were Marv Levy and Bud Grant because the two of them went, both went 0-4 in Super Bowl, so there's a big head start right there. My recollection of them, and I'm much older than Jack, I feel like Bud Grant was in the playoffs a lot more than Marv Levy was other than that. The Vikings were in the playoffs every year in the 70s. They have to have played a bunch of NFC Championship games and lost those as well as the ones that they won. So that's my guess. So we've got we got them all over the board here. I'm going Bud Grant. So we have one Reed, one Belichick, one Reeves, one Grant, and one Levy? Yeah. Wow. We're all over the board here. D- d- tell us in advance. Is one of us right? No. 
Really? Oh, my God. Oh, uh, for five. Well, that's disappointing. Shame on you all. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to throw another one at you here. I just thought of it. Tom Landry? That's correct. Oh, damn it. I should have thought of him. Tom Landry lost 10 such games. Andy Reid, eight. In the conference championship every year. Belichick, seven. Reeves, five. Grant, five. Levy, five. Oh, my God. My goodness. That, that is stinks. so painful. Wow. Oh, I'm devastated by that. All right, go through the scores. Bubba is 13 and 20. I'm 13 and 21. You are 12 and 22. Brandon's 4 and 21. Jack is 5 and 11. And Dominique is 0 and 1. All right, we have one more coming a little bit later today. Hopefully, group trivia, which we really enjoy. In the meantime, let's check in on everybody's Valentine's Day yesterday. I had none. My wife and my dog are in Florida. Um, so I called her to say goodnight, and that was pretty much the extent of my valentining yesterday. Hembo, a good deal was made of yours. We know you have the 3.30 dinner tomorrow at Tavern on the Green, but I gave you the advice of picking her up the little Manny Petty gift certificate yesterday on your way home. Tell us what happened. I did it. You did it. I went. I picked her up the the Manny Petty gift uh, card on my way home from work. I accompanied that with a handwritten note. So those two things went in the envelope together, put by her bedside. Oh, that is so good. She said, perhaps the nicest thing she's ever said to me. She said, quote, you outshined me today. Really? That is what my wife, Lizzie, whom I adore, said about the thing that you told me to do that I did. Wow. So Greeny outshined her. Correct. at, At any point, did you tell her that it was completely my idea? No, and she and she did not listen to the show yesterday. Can so someone she does send not know. her the podcast. I want I want our number two of the podcast sent to Lizzie. Now I don't want to ruin this for you. That, that's my question: Is will it change her opinion on the gift? Yeah, it will. Yes, will it spoil it? Uh, no, but it will change it. It will lessen it. If she thinks you came up with it on your own, it's just better. Like, like, like you banked some stuff yesterday. Like you banked a couple of mistakes you're going to make. Like you, you, you bought yourself probably three or four mistakes that you're going to get. You're going to get through a little more easily than you otherwise would have. If she knows it was entirely my idea, that number is going to get down to about one or two. So answer this question for me. Yesterday yeah. I said the score was 28 to three. What is the score today? No, you, I mean, you're coming back. As, as I recall last year, the, 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 when, the, when the Patriots, or not last year, when the Patriots came back in that Super Bowl, they scored a touchdown and missed the extra point. It became 28-9. That sounds I, I right. I think that's where you are. You're back in the ball game. It's 28-9 okay. and you're working. Within and, striking distance. And you've got the ball back. Are, are, you, are you betting on me, though? Like they th- no, certainly not. But, but, but so long as you continue to come to me on all of your decisions before you make them, you have a fighting chance. I just got to get to overtime. Now let's get Jack into the conversation here. Pineapple Jack, um, who was a big part of our legendary win in group trivia yesterday. He's got the fiance, Kayla, and he had the Valentine's Day plans yesterday. That was a 6.30 dinner, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how did it go? Oh, how was your Valentine's? It was great. It was a great day. Dinner was good. Um, Maybe not the best Valentine's Day dinner that we've had, but the company was great. The time spent together was great. And we got home at a decent hour. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarre that's not, details. That's not a great... Well, that's... So usually... Here's, here's just a quick lesson in life. If, if anyone asks... If you ever ask anyone how something went and it takes them that long to answer, it didn't go well. Like, that wasn't fantastic. One of yeah. the best nights I've ever had. Like... 
any the longer it takes you to answer a question, the worse the answer actually is. <laughs> well, by far, the time spent with her was amazing. It, it's no question yeah, about you're the not Valentine's helping your case here. here, here here's what I would say: if the best thing you can tell me about your Valentine's dinner was that you got home at a reasonable hour, <laughs> I mean that made the first paragraph. Well, okay. The thing is, we like to switch it up every Valentine's Day. Try not to be stale, going to the same restaurant. So we tried a new place. The food was good, but for the price, there are definitely better options, and okay. I don't see myself going I back. I can live with that as being the reason it didn't go yeah. so well. How long have you been together? Uh, two and a half years. Okay, so this is your third Valentine's together? Yeah. Very nice. And, and Bubba and Cam, what do single men do? Again, I am not a single man, but I didn't do anything yesterday because my wife is away, so to me it was just a regular Wednesday. What did you guys, does the fact that it was Valentine's Day yesterday, did it impact your lives in any way? What do single men normally do on, uh, you know, February 13th or 15th? That's kind of what, uh, what my mindset is. I don't know what that means. No, I don't know the answer to that. What, what, do, what do? we do any other day. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, not, oh, okay. There's going to be no difference. Yeah. I don't... Were you... It was a bizarre way of answering It was just that a strange question. answer to my question. Like, I felt like you were giving me, like, a hint as to what it is you were saying, and I don't, I'm not picking well, what up... You, what, I was you, just trying to come up with a creative way to say nothing. Well, I asked you, <laughs> was the... <laughs> Was the fact that it was Valentine's Day, did it impact your day in any way? Well, what, do you, what would you think we would be doing? Just like sitting I, no, no, around I don't know. I, I'm just asking the question. Like, I haven't been single in a really long time. I've been married 26 years. Bubba and I should have gotten dinner with each other. Yeah. Mm. Did the two of you have dinner together? We, no, no, we should have. Next year. How about next lunch? Year. A steak lunch? <laughs> no, we, we normally do have lunch together, but we didn't well, What time is lunch if, if you consider uh, 3 o'clock to be dinner? 8.30. Yeah. <laughs> It's steak and eggs for lunch. <laughs> uh, Jack is having a little pineapple to chase it with. And right, I got a good Valentine story I'll tell as we continue. Stay there, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greenie the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greenie on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.